Welcome aboard. Sports bed podcast. Back to some normality. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Dan. You're back. There's a, there's Thank a, God. I, I, <laughs> Thank God to have you back. Well, you were the host, weren't you? Mate, working out these cables and all these microphones and welcome back, Dan. I heard it went I heard it went swimmingly. You you dragged in Jav. Yeah, it was ducks on a pond, mate. We might have sounded swimmingly, but it was <laughs> Running up Everest, <laughs> there was cement gumboots on. After there was last, a backpack full of bricks, we're running backwards. After last week, blisters. we weren't sure if we'd recorded the whole time. Oh yes, isn't that a wonderful it's feeling? Panicky. The first week, we weren't sure if I'd turn the sound up enough, and I told Joel, "I watched the video that Dan gave me before he left. You have to put all three together; it'll come through." And it was very. Yeah, was the video that. helpful that I uh, put oh. together? Yeah, the video was perfect, but the problem is the video went to. Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn. <laughs> Did or it. Zoolander. Oh. Uh, anyway, welcome back. Anyway, what did I miss over the last two weeks? Hey, what did you What did you miss? What did we miss? Yeah. Tell us. Uh, a great trip. Great trip. Jet lag has just got me now, frankly. I, really? I got back on Friday because <laughs> the great thing about uh, sort of a, a week of debauchery in Vegas is you don't go to bed until 8 or 9 in the morning, yes, which is about midnight Sydney time. Yes. So it never got off Sydney time. <laughs> so it never jet lagged. Right. And, um, you know, waking up at 4.30 in the afternoon, which is not the worst thing because it's 45 degrees every day in Vegas, although the pool at the Flamingo was certainly um, – uh, it certainly had activity going on, <laughs> whether a participant or an observer – Kids, it's an over-21s pool. I'll just mm. warn uh, parents looking to make future bookings. And uh, the alcohol and the sun kicks in at about 3 o'clock. Mm. And that's when <laughs> it really becomes a, an outdoor nightclub and there's no shame. Can't we just listen to him for 40 <laughs> yeah. minutes? Oh, oh, I'm happy to conceive. <laughs> hey, um, Party of Eight went over there. Yes. Uh, did you feature in the – as far as a tourist goes, in the Dally M's? Were you in the points? Uh, no, I tell you, I <laughs> – I've done the big group thing before and I realised that at, at some point people are going to get the shits with each other. Yeah. So I realised, you know what, I'm just going to uh, embrace the group but I'm going to do my own thing a lot of the time. Right. So about the second night there was a poker, there was a poker, there's poker tournaments everywhere. I thought I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Venetian and play a little $300 tournament and just separate from the group for a night. Was that well received? They, do they mind you sort no, of? No, it was fine yeah. because you had one group wanting to do one. You know, mm. you, had, you had the gamblers and yep. you had the single blokes who wanted to pick up and you had the, you know, the guys that wanted to go to strippers. That was all of us, uh, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, but, you know, you, everyone wanted to do their own thing. We'd always come together at some point. Um, there was a great – we had this great dinner – at the which you two probably would not a, you have to be a smoker to appreciate, but it was in the Monte Cristo cigar bar. One of the boys booked a private room, uh, which was these beautiful steak dinners, mm. uh, like a proper Kingsley style steak while we're smoking. Oh. And you know, great conversation. And um, yep. you know, there was a lot of political arguments actually that night, but uh, <laughs> but that was that was that was a, a, a thumping night. And then, you know, some of the boys want to go to a doof-doof bar. I've reached that age, boys, and I reckon you two are the same. Leave me out of that yeah. yeah. As soon as we heard the music on the outs, and they're going, oh, it's only 30 bucks to get in, and we're going, oh, Jesus. I know what's going to happen. We're going to walk out after five minutes, yeah. which is exactly what we did. So you go in. And Vegas, I'll tell you, if you want to get stung, Vegas is the place. Yeah. Because you can, you can bribe your way into things. 
you know, I think we paid uh, – we might have given the uh, barman or the doorman a sneaky hundred to get into this nightclub that Arvers didn't want to go to anyway. But, you know, we went in. So for our listeners, if you had a week to spend in New York or Vegas – Oh, it's no question. Oh, NYC yeah. by 100 miles. Yeah, good. Vegas is a three-night joint. Right. We went for six. Okay. Because we had people that were that couldn't do the New York League, so uh, we had to maximise Vegas. Mm. Heard the baseball was great. Yeah, no, it was a f- friggin' washout. <laughs> so we get out of – I should take those passes off you. I'm going there in October. You're going to have them. Will they still be playing then? No. No, <laughs> playoffs, they won't count. Oh, it's okay. only regular season. Um but Vegas is great for three nights. We went and saw some comedians, Bill Maher, Jim Gaffigan. Um, there's something to do for everyone. But back to the the, um, the sting job, and everything is a sting. Everything is a sting. So you've got to know that going in. If you know that going in, it's fine because you know what you're going in for. But you'll get pretty peed off pretty quickly first time you go. So, you know, we give the doorman a sneaky hundred to get us into this nightclub to get us – because there's a huge queue. Great, we're in. <laughs> now, hang on, what are we going to – now, it's so full – and they do this on purpose. You can't just sort of loiter. The only place to really be is to sit at one of the tables, all right? Mm-hmm. So in the American nightclubs, and a lot of nightclubs here, I think, so you've got your dance floor, and then you've got sort of loiterers, but then you've got around the edges, you've got all the table service. Well, you have to pay $750 wow. to get yeah. a table. Now, now you, you spend that. in That counts towards your alcohol bill. How, how much do you reckon they're jacking up the price of Belvedere? Oh, you know, big so bottles you, like 600 Yeah, so yeah. that's how they get you. So what they do is they know that they can only legally have a certain head count, so they need to be putting a dollar on each head. You can't just, as you say, Dan, you can't just be loitering around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we left there after five minutes and – uh, but great time was had by all. Um, a few of the boys went to a gun club and mm. went berserk yeah. uh, for a couple of hundred bucks. And there's something there's something to do for everyone in Vegas. Mm. It was nice to have some. You know, it was nice to actually be in some warm weather. So this time next year, are we planning our end of season sports bet podcast trip. One hundred percent. Three of us. Yes. Three nights. Three of us. Why don't we do this? Uh, actually, no, I can't present that idea over the year. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, we we put in money. Right, we put in some of the winnings from our. T- Actually, no, no, I can present this. So the winnings that we, because we all mm. bet on the things that we tip here, we put those winnings into a pool, and that's the Vegas October Kitty. So we have our sports bet podcast betting pool. Yes, next year. Yes. When would Done. be the best time of the year to do our podcast? Is, are you saying it's a post wrap up or something? Is it? I'd say it's a post wrap up where we take the stuff to Vegas mm. and we wrap up the season, and then we wrap up Vegas. It's three nights. Yep. Wham bam, thank you, man. Middle of October. Yeah. Yep. We go over and yeah, we see what happens. We cannot take this equipment. We have to just go and lob into a radio station. I think <laughs> we can't be taking this. Equipment. Oh, mate, you're spooked. <laughs> oh, you're <yeah>. spooked. <laughs> Haunted. All right, should we get to some footy? Let's yeah. do it. All right. Um, uh, oh, how do we go over the last two weeks? Uh, Sorry, I wasn't here to. Uh, I know there was one I agreed to come on, and I just got my time zones mixed up. Um, one thing on- we learned, Dan, is that, and we saw it with Sean early in the year. The travellers just are out of sorts. Mm. Yourself and Sean. No, no good. Oh, I'll put no time into nah. it. I only just tip for the hell of tipping. Yeah. I shouldn't have had confidence. Sowie's had an amazing fortnight. I've had a very good fortnight. Not as good as Sowie. Well, let's have a look at this. Sowie went six and two, five and three. Well done. So you're back up to sixty-eight and seventy-four. 
Uh, Joel, geez, you did all right. Six and two, three and five. You're 14 above. Mm, 78 and 64. And let's see here. Oh, hang on. No, I've gone. Uh, sorry, I, the, the overall score. Sowie, 73 77. So minus four. Joel with last week's drop back, 81 and 69. So you're plus 12. Jesus, what did I do? Three and five and two and six. So I'm minus 20, 65 and 85. And Sean, 80 and 70. 80 and 70. So you're. So are we adding Sean to the Sports Bet podcast Vegas trip? Of course. He'd be fun, wouldn't he, Joel? Well, have a look at the shirt he wore on the Origin podcast. How can he not be fun? I'm not saying he's not going to be fun. I'm saying he's 80 and 70. Joel's a 12 plus. Man, you were struggling. So we yeah. need them to kick in most of the time. Oh, money. I see. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. No, gotcha. no. Uh, all right. So we've got uh, a usual slate of eight games this weekend. Um, what have we made over the last. What do we make of last week's action, Sowie? A statement was made by the Roosters. Are we, are we putting a red line through the Dragons? Uh, yes. Uh, again, I, I don't know how many times I can say it. Uh, the Ben Hunt game management. Last week, Gareth Widdop looked like. They just weren't, didn't turn up. They, they weren't interested. Um, the origin fatigue. They went to North Queensland and they came up against the Roosters. I thought they'd be up for that game, but they just were never in the game. The Roosters started on fire. The other one for me, Penrith, another comeback, but it's against the bottom eight side. I, I don't know mm. where you go from that there. They're... Their game plan looks pretty um, pretty simple and boring in terms of what they come out with to start the game. And then once they get behind, they throw the ball around a bit, they look like a better team. So for me, uh, you know, Roosters, Storm, Rabbitohs, in a bit of a funk at the moment, the Rabbitohs. Can we accept that, though? Yes. Teams that go yeah. on these massive mid-season yeah. runs, when, they, when, when the wheels fall off, they really fall off, don't they? They know they're in the finals, they're treading water. Big game, isn't it, this week? Huge. And and what happens, I think in 2011, we started the year 10 and 1, went into origin and came out and lost five in a row. So that just, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. You know, like you said, they win, they've been up for so long and then all of a sudden you play against a couple of teams that you know you would beat if you needed to beat them, but that's, that just happens. All right. So we get to uh, round number 21, only five rounds left. And some great matches uh, this week. Uh, well, actually, no. There's a, there's one great match and um, then a few just games with ramifications. And here's game one, Canterbury versus Brisbane. Yay! Thursday night football at ANZ. $3.55, the Bulldogs. Brisbane, $1.30. This is always sports bet. Uh, and the line is minus 9.5. So if you want Brisbane, you've got to give away... Uh, almost double digits. Yeah, I'm concerned uh, for me. The Dogs have never lost to Brisbane on a Thursday night in Sydney. <laughs> what is it, one from one? I think they're two from two. <laughs> but, but the Broncos, they're, they're flying at the moment. I mean, that was a really good win last week. I know Townsend missed that goal kick. Um, and people called for his head. They wanted Flanagan in straight away. But you stay with Townsend. Um, nine and a half, it's a lot. The Bulldogs... They, uh, I don't know. I don't Last know time they played Brisbane, one remember it was the penalty right at the death, twenty-two yeah. twenty at Suncorp. I'm wary of these big starts. Anything over eight, geez, that's big. So I'll take the Bulldogs. Do you know Milford's got the most kick meters in the comp? Isn't that what? Su- wow, Anthony Milford. That's surprising, isn't it? Yeah, but that's it's like the missed tackle count. There's good kicks and there's bad kicks mm. just because you kick the ball if you kick if I kick the ball 10 times and hit the fullback 10 times yeah. it still goes as meters 
The, the, bo- the best kick, the best kick stat I ever took notice of when I was playing Repeat was sets? dropouts. No, open field, open field kick. Okay. So any kick that hit the ground from right. long distance, because that meant that I gave my chases an extra ten meters to mm. be able to get it. Repeat sets. That's just my job to do. Do you know who's number one? I, I in fact, I should confirm this, but last time I looked, which was last week, number one for line dropouts for repeat sets. Benji Marshall. No, uh, I don't think you'll get this. This is gonna. It won't be Mitchell Pearce. Nope. <laughs> oh. Uh, Isn't your stat that he'd never forced a, a Well, he hadn't until his last one. I haven't checked if he did in that game, but he went about 18 origins without. Yeah. Oh, I would say Gareth Widdop. I think it's Corey Norman. Wow. 21. 21. But again, it's you probably don't rec- recognise that stat because what do they do off the back of it? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, you can, be, you can make 55 tackles a game, but if there's only 30 that are effective. Mm. All right. No Dave Clemmer. Uh, oh, no Dave Clemmer. No, he's suspended. Mm, that changes oh, yeah. things, doesn't it? I'll go Broncos. Oh, geez, that's a instant change. All right. Uh, Joel? Uh, gee, that hurts. Look, the Bulldogs have never lost to the Broncos on a Thursday night when they've had three Capricorn player star signs. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm going to go the Bulldogs. ANZ Stadium, it's... It could be an ugly one for the Broncos. They've had some big games. I'll hit the, hit you with this stat. Um, the Bulldogs have been in nine games this year that have been decided by six or less. Lost eight of them. Mm. Brisbane have been in nine games decided by six or less. Won eight of them. Yeah. Uh, which means they're winning tight. Yep. They very rarely blow teams away. Oh. So you're, you're Bulldogs I'm too. dogs. I've taken the dogs plus 9.5. Nah, I'm... Broncos. Okay, with no conviction. <laughs> Do we have Sean's <laughs> tips? Uh, he was on the cans last night, so I'm chasing them All right, frivolously. Uh, Newcastle Tigers. Tigers, you can still make a case for them to make the eight. Bloody hard when uh, they can't uh, put points on Canterbury. But Newcastle, $2.05. Tigers, $1.78. Uh, the start at this point is minus two. That'll move one way or the other. But... Um, uh, Newcastle, yeah, the Outsiders at home, they did beat the Tigers uh, on the bell in Tamworth at the start of the season. Yeah, look, they haven't really regressed as far as their finals aspirations hope because the Warriors lost. So that four-point buffer is still there. You would have expected Warriors to win. You would have expected the Tigers to win. They did, as you say, they beat them earlier in the year, the Knights. Uh, Ponger expected to play. Watson, Pierce. you know, Harrington's announced his retirement. They'll be a decent crowd there at um, McDonald Jones. I'll, I'll go the Knights. Okay, I'm with the Tigers. For me, I, I just think last week they'd been up for two weeks. They'd had two amazing wins, banana peel game, as I said, and I think they bounced back with the sniff of they could potentially be within a win of it, making the eight. They have more wins against top eight opposition than five teams that are in the eight. The likes of Penrith and the Dragons and the Warriors. The, the Tigers, they're five and five against top eight teams. They're four and five against bottom eight teams. They've actually wasted this season, mm, frankly. Have. Uh, have. Because if they had only had to win two of wow. those bottom eight, two more of those bottom eight games, and they're in the eight as we speak. Question for you, men. Who ends up with the bigger career? Angus Crichton, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. How would Lachlan be going with South Sydney right now? Um, Geez, he's a good player. He's a good player. I, I, last year I was concerned. I, I saw a bit of just angry frustration. You know, he's getting stuck into young playmakers and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know what, mate, you've played 20 games. Just relax. 
Um, and it wasn't the, the Newcastle Knights year. I want to see him around better players. I think you're starting to see that now. Angus Crichton's just played for New South, New South Wales. Probably maybe pushing you know, the edge of the Kangaroos if they were to go on a tour this year. Plus, you know, if he goes to the Roosters next year and Cronk goes around again, I'd hate to see him and Cronk mm. together on an edge. Mm. I was told this um, before he'd signed with the Roosters. He said, this is what Angus Crichton's going to do. He's going to go to the Roosters for three years. So he can win comps and make his money, and then he's going to go to rugby. Right. So part of that plan – I don't know if that's true, but part of that plan has started. But probably he could squeeze in a hell of a career Mm. starting this year. Could win a comp this year. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Uh, So we're taking Crichton on that one. We can't have a market on that. No, no, I'm, I think this Fitzgibbon's a superstar. It depends what you determine success, you know. I mean – See what he's good at, scoring tries. Is he what? Yeah. That's that's the one thing. And he's on the right-hand side too. He started on the left. All right, so you've gone Tigers, Jamie? Yeah, mate, yep. And you've gone Newcastle, Joel? Yep. So have I. Uh, all right, so we move on to the game of the weekend, one of the games of the season. South versus Melbourne, an extraordinary disparity when these two sides normally play. Uh, South have beaten Melbourne four times ever in their 20 years of playing together. Four times ever. Haven't beaten them since the 2013 finals. Um. Melbourne have won 11 of their last 12, so South picked a good one to win. Uh, we know that South's form has been a bit sketchy. Melbourne looked rampant last week against uh, Canberra. Uh, the team's are pretty strong here. Um, I don't see too many major changes at all. Ryan Hoffman is back. Uh, he played last week, though, didn't he? But whatever the case, um, South are the outsiders. $2.15, Melbourne $1.71, and the start minus 2 Melbourne getting the, uh, giving the start. Yeah, for the sake of this game, let's make it one and a half in the Knights game and two and a half in this one, Dan. Oh, okay. All righty. So I'm going the Storm. Still no Inglis. Look, South Sydney, they wobbled past Canterbury. They wobbled past Parramatta. They were beaten by West Tigers. This team is flying the Storm. I'm going South. I think... I think it was about six weeks ago. I thought they were going. I said they were going to go undefeated up until this round twenty-one clash. I think maybe they've just had their eyes on on a big game. Yeah, big preparation. Seabolt against you know the master and Craig Bellamy. You come out. You've wobbled, as you said, Joel. I think they come out and the forwards dominate for South. I tell you, one of the joys of this podcast today is watching Joel trying to hurt his children. Oh, so, mate! Don't, <laughs> he's left. He's had don't to leave. Get me started. He's, he's had to leave and well, this is day off podcast packs, day, so he's got the kids. Uh, no, one's crook. One, one's crook, and I can, Pax is my favourite, by the way. Nashy's not on a good. Oh, you're dark on Nashy. Oh, he just come in. Just it was just straight into me. You know, I just cut out of the car. Yeah, but you know why? There's you know podcast. when kids are straight into someone, it means they've been listening to their parents. All oh, right. Yeah. Go for Soward. <laughs> he's, he's missed me the last couple of weeks. I haven't been calling the ISP with him, Dan. So. Yeah, yeah. He's left me. Yeah, I've never seen you so distressed mm. in all the time. You're a pretty laid-back bloke. I know. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm, look, this is a disclaimer for the punters. Do not follow me this week. It's not my week. I you going to say do not have children. I, I, uh, the other day I knocked off my uh, toenail clean off. Oh. The middle one. If I said to you, here's a million dollars to go and kick your toenail off, could you do it? Could you actually do it? I know oh, it's a lot like, of money, but could you actually bring yourself to do it? If I knew it was going to come off. No, you had to do it. You just had to go and kick it off. Well, oh, well you mean like stub it, like yep. deliberately. They said there's, there's some concrete. Go and kick your toenail off. Hang on, you, you mean dollars. where it bruises and then falls off or just it's comes off? It's got to kick it off. 
What? And if it doesn't come off the first time, I have to stay there till it kicks yes. off. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. Have you I, seen my toes? Okay, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> can I get an amputation? Oh, no, that's that. No. Oh, hey, well, no, no. Nah. And uh, saying so on, are you, uh, is your million dollars about my uh, courage or is it about my skill to knock off a toner? Or both. Uh, okay. Oh, I don't think uh, it sounds. Everyone says you're oh, moving the goalposts every question. So that that's why I'm saying don't follow my tips. So that happened, and then today I got the rattler in. And the person's fine, by the way, but there was a, a medico called, so we all had to change train. Yeah. We get on that train. We're on that for two stations. It breaks down. Three trains to get in here. So, so he'll go eight from eight. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, all right. Again. So that's good that I agree with, <laughs> I agree with Joel. What have you, how many times have you done it this year? Uh, almost twice. No, no, no. How many Once. times have you done it this year? And that was early in the season. Yes. You can't keep trading off a job. <laughs> Why don't you just – I'm plus 12. That's all you got to say. <laughs> Uh, and oh, I feel great that I've had the same tips as you this week And this is the week you've already declared that you're off <laughs> Dragons, Warriors So I've got Storm, Joel's got Storm, uh, Jamie's got South Why have, uh, why have you got Storm? Uh, I just think they're humming I think they've been wobbling South No Inglis Yeah uh, i got a feeling South are going to give Melbourne their best game mm. But I'm still not sure I, I, I If it was in Melbourne, I think we all agree it's Melbourne the starts probably four or five, mm. yeah. But because it's at ANZ, yeah, I wouldn't. You'd make a lot of money, or you wouldn't lose a lot of money just backing Cameron Smith in any big game situation. Seven dollars, M, Dan. Is he really moved from thirteens? Who's the favourite? Ponga. Ponga three oh five. You'd like ten dollars about Clive Churchill, wouldn't you? If they win it, he has to get one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, because Billy got one last year. Although, see, the, Munster, yeah. God, man. Okay, if you're starting a franchise today. Don't, because I tweeted it out. What did you tweet? Munster? I, no, oh, starting a franchise. You're starting a franchise. Ponga. Uh, are you Munster, Dan? Munster would be the first bloke I'd pick. Ponga. Uh, Damien Cook. Okay. Yeah. I'm going age versus what I've seen. Mm. Cook and Munster a bit older. All right, Dragons Warriors, Saturday afternoon, important one. Both teams in the eight. Down at Wollongong, where the Warriors have never won ten and zero, the Dragons against the Warriors down there. Dollar forty six, the Red V Warriors two seventy five. The start is minus seven and a half, and to prove that uh, you know a season is a long time, these two sides met in a one v two game way back in New Zealand. It was the early match of the season. Well, the Warriors are just trying to hang on to a top eight spot at the moment. Uh, Saturday three pm, this one. Dragons for me, Warriors. Diabolical. Both these sides aren't making the big one anyway, so. I should point out, Luke, Harris and Blair all back for the Warriors. Yeah, are they definitely back? Luke will be back. It's 250. No, it's two. Can you tell Russell Crowe it's 249? Oh, right. Because he missed last week. <laughs> so Russell Crowe's weird. Did you see that? He's yeah. weird. Uh, oh, the skeet shooting. The ske- yeah. yeah. Which he missed, by the way. I yeah. think we can all agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, The Warriors. I mean, we'll- what are, what are they this year? Like, I don't – you know, we, you look at the wave of this year. Do they we, push the storm. Yeah, but the 10, 10 rounds in, oh, geez, we buy in. So we all start buying the Warriors Ooh. shares. But then they do a big game against the storm. Storm beat them Anzac Day 50 to 10 or something, right? Every time they come up against the top eight side, yeah. they wet the bed. Then the teams that they should beat, they yeah, still but, wet the bed. But my banana skin last week was the Titans. I thought – I said on the footy show, Titans can beat, win this game. No Torhu Harris, no Adam Blair, no Isaac Luke. 
I just think this is a different different kettle of fish. No Nene McDonald for the Dragons. That's huge for them. They miss him dearly. Warriors for me, Dan. With confidence. Oh, okay. Warriors. Well, their, their away record is actually pretty good this year. They have knocked off a lot of good sides, but early in the season. I'll take Dragons on trust, but... Um, Big start. Am I wrong? Okay. I don't think Dragons were that bad last week. Yeah, I understand. Mate, they were. They, they... You know where they struggled? Their forwards. They got no punch with no McDonald, but Tauke Aho ran for 130 metres in the first stint. And they, they were on the back Yeah, but foot. they had all the ball. They had all the ball early on. They kept – what they didn't adjust is their style of attacking the Roosters' line. When you play a good defensive side, and probably Melbourne's the best defensive side I've played, you've got to come up with things that they haven't seen before. So Melbourne will show you the sideline. So they want you to throw long. They want you to kick early. They want to press you into that. The Dragons last week, Roosters getting up quick. So Cronk will get up quick on his edge. You need to change angles, have short passes. Instead of going to one edge and doing the training run where you have Ben Hunt drifts across, throws it out the back to Widdop. Widdop didn't run the ball at all. And then you pass out the back to Dufty. You need change of angles. Frizzell coming back in, not right back across the ruck, but coming back in to try and target Cronk. Then you play short side. Then you come back, bounce, and double up down there. The long shifts don't work on good defensive sides. Let's make this the same cosmetic multi. I'll go the Warriors and for Gareth Widdop to change his hair back to black. Does he keep the blonde or does he... I don't know why he's done it. How long has he had it? Have they won three weeks? It It is a massive curse. I said it at the time. But what I don't... They beat the Cowboys, but they weren't very good. I don't understand. Like, I get it if it's a disciplinary... No, I think it's that Dragons bus having a bit of a laugh. Yeah, but for how long? I don't know. But they've got to just... I don't think they're laughing. All right, let's move on to the game of the season. Parramatta versus Gold Coast <laughs> at ANZ Stadium. Honestly, why would you go to this? Uh, <laughs> $1.73. Devilish laugh from Sowers. $2.12, uh, uh, the Gold Coast. Hey, everyone's thinking he said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, two, uh, minus two and a half the start. So if you want Parramatta, you've actually got to give up some start. I'll lock in Gold Coast straight away, plus yep. two and a half. Uh, I, I like them in these sorts of non-atmosphere games. Yep, and uh, this is deja vu. I couldn't believe uh, the Cowboys were giving start last week to the Knights. They won the match just, but they didn't cover the line. Same, same applies here. How can Parramatta yeah. be giving start? Titans for me. Para for me. Well, we need more. Just flip the coin. No, look. I, well, this is my attitude is it is that, a flip the a, coin. I'll take the team with the start. Well, they need to keep winning. I mean, they. And Gold Coast is a better team this year than Parramatta, aren't they? Yeah, but I don't know. I just see Parramatta just doing something. A very, know. very smart judge. This guy's smart. He declared Jerome Hughes should have been the Storm halfback at the start of the year when nobody had heard of him. Mm. He believes very strongly that Parramatta's best dummy half is who? Are you going to say Reed Mahoney? Clint no. Gutherson. Ah. He thinks if you look at the way he play plays. Positions. No, he, he thinks he's very Smith-like. He, he hasn't got that uh, electric speed for the back line, and he thinks he could make a fantastic dummy arm. Okay. You with me or not? Mm. You know what? Let's see Parramatta experiment because I'm looking at this team and I don't see much. I mean, they've got a kid called Ray Stone on the bench. Let's see him. 
Let's actually put him well, in. They've put Jamin Salmon, who's come up from the ISP again. He'll look like he'll come on and Okay, good. There. We experiment there. Layla Sui. Yeah, but he's a half, though. I, I, let's see these. But that's what I mean. If you're going to see it, then you move Norman to fullback and put Gutherson to hooker. Lelisi Weir, that, that winger, yes. he, he can't be tackled. He, he has 10 tackle busts a game. Uh, Ray Stone came on last year in the 20s origin. Blues were getting well dealt with at the time. He turned the game. So give them a go. Get them out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Titans for me. Titans for you, Joel. Eels for you, Jamie. Uh, Saturday night, uh, Roosters North Queensland. Um, mm. Last time they played was the prelim final at the same venue. Uh, last time Thurston plays Cronk. Um, Ryan Madison is the 5'8 for the Roosters. Dylan Napa is back. Uh, the Roosters at dollar twenty-two. The Cowboys four thirty-five. Now the start as I had it, Joel, and you might have. You've got eleven and a half. So yep. let's go with that. Jeez, uh, that seems like a lot to me to a Cowboys side that has now for the one of the few times this year, gentlemen, having Scott and McLean in the front row, Tamalolo there, and John Asiata off the bench. That's sort of their power group. Uh, that I very rarely have they been together. Yeah, not necessarily worried about the forwards uh, coming in because I think the Roosters forwards pack will handle that. I I just don't see how anyone stops Latrell Mitchell out wide. The only thing that's going to hurt the Roosters is no Kiri. So, you know, is that worth maybe a try because he's got more try assists than Cronk, more uh, line break assists. So I'm going to go 12. I'm a big believer in anything over eight or nine that's is right. a good start. So I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. Uh, this is the banana skin. They've had a couple of big wins, yeah. Roosters. Uh, no, Kiri is your Would say. you rest some players? Uh, don't think so. I think they've just got to lock in that top four. Um, so, look, Napa probably comes back, but I'm going the Cowboys. I think the Roosters will fall in. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I've got too. Mm. I think that's why we're all on the same page Jeez, I'll there. tell you what, you talk about no atmosphere, like Wollongong, they'll probably maybe ten or 12,000. ANZ Stadium, Eels Titans, definitely under ten. Roosters Cowboys under mm. ten. That's a disappointing crowd last week. I thought the uh, Dragons game nineteen. It was okay, but I mean for that quality of game, that yeah. should have been twenty five plus. Would you be more open to double headers like that? Eels Titans Cowboys Roosters. If they put that on a double header at ANZ Stadium, does it get one extra fan? Does one extra fan go? Oh well, here's two bad games. I'm going to go. Two, two think, bad games for the price I just of think one. Of people from the bush that might come in and watch their team that might bring their kid to watch two games of footy. Mm. Don't know. I just think that maybe you know two double headers, more double headers. The NRL texted me last week because we were having a debate about this. Um, so the Dragons game, you know, big ticket game, and pre-purchase tickets are actually pretty cheap. Like it's twenty nine bucks to get in, forty bucks for a family. You can't you actually can't complain about that. Yeah. But that's pre-purchase. Pre, yeah. I, I don't think people know about this. See, people, we all have the thing, oh, you turn up and it's $35 for a rubbish seat. For each seat, and, mm. you know, family tickets are exorbitant. We've got to get the message out NRL. I, I would love to see... $10 seats? Redfern Oval jazzed up to this U-Butte 12,000-seat stadium. And when you played games there, there was always 12,000 people there. Yeah. We've got to give up trying to compete against the AFL in, in numbers. Rugby league, we love to watch it from home. Yeah. Little boutique stadiums. I hear the Parramatta one's going to be awesome. Oh, did you see a picture mm. Peter Beattie put up the other day? Yeah. That should be the standard for every new state. You know, the, the that should be what Moore Park is when they knock down that joint. I'll, I'll try and bring up a picture mm. here for you to have a look at. It's unbelievable. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going Cowboys there, boys. Okay. Um, we move on to the Sunday games. Cronulla versus Manly. Manly have been a problem for Cronulla over the past few years. Apparently they've won 14 of their last 16, and their record at Shark Park is equally as um, dynamic. Dollar thirty-five the Sharks. Manly three dollars twenty-five. The start minus eight and a half. Uh, Wade Graham didn't play last week, did he? Well, no. he's back this week here for Cronulla. If yeah. Wade Graham doesn't play, the Sharks don't really <laughs> have much on that left hand side in terms of attack. He's so important, not just to that left edge, but Matt Moylan. Every time he's there, and I spoke to Wade about it. He knows when Moyes is going to run the ball. He knows when he's going to the line. Anytime Moyes has had uh, Sorensen or Bakuya outside him, they really struggle for um, cohesiveness on that left-hand side. So for me, uh, Wade Graham back in, he, he's worth a try, sister Lane. I'm going to take the Sharks. All right. Yeah, last time they played there, uh, they didn't cover the start against the Raiders. I, I, they don't spank teams at, out there at Shark Park, do they? Southern Cross Group Stadium. They do not spank teams. If you were having a bet in this game, I think the $1.83 Val Holmes has scored any time. Hmm. He's just scoring for fun at the moment. Um, but I will take uh, – they were heartbroken last week. They responded for Trent Barrett but lost. I'll take Manly. Oh, okay. So to, I've me, got a, uh, to me, we've got to try and work out where will Manly's heads be at. We know what we're going to get with Cronulla, but where will Manly's heads be at? We're going to get the team that almost beat Penrith or we're going to get the team – that turned it up against the Roosters. I guarantee there's 20% of the squad that's talking about what outfit they'll be wearing for Mav Monday. <laughs> Having been there myself. I got a, they are the hardest ones to get over. The the you, We lead by 18 with 12 to play losses. Yeah. But you say that, Sowie. Think about last week. Parramatta, they covered the start. Bulldogs covered the start. Cowboys won, oh, the, won the match. Yeah, I'm... And I think I tipped two out, or maybe even three out of that with the start. Um, I just like Wade Graham back in. He's mm. so important to Matt Moylan. You, you watch Moyes' body language when Wade Graham's outside him and then in, de- defending inside him. Have a look at that. Let's see. That's the, oh, geez, hang on. Parramatta. Also, while you're getting yeah. that up, Dan, um, Sugar Kane asked me to come up with a bit of a same-game multi for one of these games. Anytime yes. try scorer. Yes. I've gone the Western theme, the Jesse James. So Jesse Ramian and James Seguiaro to both score in this game. Look at Seven. you. You've even got the word play. You're just <laughs> learning off 725. the 725. So keep an eye out for that. Because Seguiaro has been in dynamic form. Bulldogs looking at him. Para looking at him. He's played himself into a contract this year. Um, I just think he's going to score. I've got one for you as well. Latrell Mitchell. They can't tackle him. So I've got him to score in the Roosters game. Gavin Cooper is looking for his fifth straight week crossing the line. Wow. $9.25. Too good defensively, the Roosters. $9.25. Hang on. Oh, so Mitchell and Cooper. Both to score. Mm. Okay. Have a think about one, Dan. Two-legger. There you go. There's, I'm just showing the boys a picture of the new Parramatta. Doesn't it look spectacular? Oh, it looks amazing. Just everyone's, Wanderers ev- playing everyone's going to be on top of the, uh, of the, um, of the action. That's the, that's the best – when you're a player, that is the best place to play is when the fans are on top of you. Yeah. Suncorp, easily the best stadium I've ever played in. Mm. Even in England, to a certain extent, the, the grounds are a lot closer oh. and smaller. But ANZ, apart from grand final and that semi-final against the Tigers, it wasn't a real nice place I would to love to, to look at the idea at ANZ uh, of, um, well, trying to come up with a solution where you can sort of close a roof in on the first tier. 
right? So at least you can close in a little bit of the atmosphere. Or why don't you just build a little 15,000 boutique on the property because they've signed up Canterbury and they've got – I mean, look at the Canterbury-Brisbane. Now, wouldn't that be better at an English Super League style, 15,000 stadium, have it on the property so they can rake in their money with Why parking? Why isn't this game and at Well, yeah, but okay, they've got a contract with ANZ. I'm just saying, if you're going to talk about both until it's ready, that should be taken to Belmore. Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting what they do. Speaking about the UK grounds, we played at uh, Hull one year. Good stadium. Great stadium, but a little bit close to the dead ball line for, for one particular player. We got beat 80 this game. And Malcolm Malka, who's MAD, he's the captain and you would not cross him ever. Salford boy, you know, toughest town in Europe. And he's just giving you this major, major dressing down. And then all of a sudden this voice behind the dead ball line, get over here. I won't mention his name. Get over here. It's the wife of one of the players. And then she's giving him a dressing down for the way he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can see he was halfway down the pitch like, do I stay listening to the captain or do I go to the captain at home? And uh, and off he went. And the wife just tore stress off him during the game. I would I would be listening to the wife, but that's just me. That's what he did. Uh, let's go to the final game, Penrith versus Canberra. The last three times they've played, they've all been thrillers and Penrith have won them all. 23-22. 26-22, 24-20 with some unbelievable finishes in there. Uh, minus eight. Um, in fact, let's knock that down to minus 7.5. And it's $1.43 for their head-to-head. Penrith are a 12-up uh, person's dream, aren't they, Joel? Uh, five times this year they've led by 10. We're changing it to 10-up. Wow. 10-up this week. So three times last week, 12-up went off on losing teams. So Cowboys, uh, Knights rather led by 12. They lost. Parramatta led by 12, they lost. Manly led by 12, they lost. So now it's 10 up, even easier. Five times Penrith have been in that scenario. And Kotrick at fullback, that will do me just fine. Oh, Canberra, Canberra for you. Yep. Okay, all right. Uh, Jamie Sauer? Yep, Canberra for me. Uh, Penrith. For all the starts they've had against, you know, giving up 14, they've only beaten one side, I think, which is Souths, that are in the top eight. So I don't know how they can give up eight at home. Let's talk about James Maloney. Uh, I am told he has a broken thumb, mm. uh, and I'm told other teams know about it. That's why they're running at him even more than they do. He missed some diabolical tackles against Manly and Brisbane. Uh, is it time they just said, you know what, go and have two weeks off? Of course it is. It would. It was as soon as it happened. There's no reason why you would risk one of the guys who's probably been the top two or three game managers this year to go out, out of an Origin series, breaks his thumb. I don't know why you need him to play on. When you've got kids that have come in and done the job, Jerome Luai before he got injured, Tyrone May has filled in at 5'8", played in big games and done the job. There's no reason to be – look what uh, South have done. Shut D.I. down because we know we're going to need him at the back end of the year. But out, Anthony Griffin wants to play, you know, this – oh, we need to get back into the rhythm. They don't need the rhythm of things. This, he's a big game player, two premierships. I don't need – I don't need him out there now. I need him at the back end of the Both year. players, uh, Maloney and Cleary, they both function beautifully on their own as the Pied Piper, don't they? Could almost mm. argue even better. Yeah, Regan Campbell-Gillard, back. a chance of playing too. So. Peachy at fullback. So they're the sort of team, Penrith, you could imagine them going through a September oh, just being hot. Can't, like With that team, with the two halves, with Campbell-Gillard, Kikau, um, the – Top four mightn't be as important to them as it might be to other teams. I mean, top four is important. We understand yeah. that. But uh, uh, surely you you spend your pennies now to try and 
will save your pennies now to try and spend them in September. Yeah. Just on the Raiders, uh, a lot of people have been saying, you know, the refs have cost them and all this sort of stuff. What really has cost them was the Hodgson injury. Um, but how many top eight teams have they beaten this year? I think it's none. Very few. Wow. Absolutely zero. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They get a pretty good run in the media. Blake I Austin think. in the centres. I, 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 think, I don't think it's enough scrutiny. For the Raiders, I think it's some teams that are over scrutinised, and there's some teams that are under scrutinised. Well, if they were in Sydney, they'd be getting hammered. Yeah, same uh, as the Cowboys. This is a team that was two points from a grand final two years ago, and they've done sweet FA since. All right. Uh, oh, talking about uh, the Raiders, we've got uh, last couple of weeks, Dan. I've been putting these fantasy uh, bets to Joel Kane. We've had the Tiger Woods, LeBron James. Uh, one last week. You come back with some odds, Sugar? Yeah, so the question was, uh, who would first or win next, a major or a championship? Tiger Woods, LeBron James or neither? Who's favourite, Dan? <sighs> I'd say neither because uh, LeBron is unlikely to ever win one again. Uh I, I, Tiger can flum one. We saw the other day, so I, I'd go neither a dollar sixty, Tiger three dollars, and then whatever that leaves LeBron. Yeah, well, neither LeBron. is three dollars if you like it. The favourites, LeBron two fifteen. Oh, LeBron's not winning it's one, Jamie. Be, yeah, I, I don't think he will. But the so what are you taking, what, Jamie? Out of those, I would take LeBron because next year the twenty nineteen free agency class could change the way. The Lakers look right now. And plus, they've got some younger talent. He took a team. He's in a stronger conference. He took a team that's worse than what he's got now yeah. to, to the finals. He's so, in the West. I know he's in the West, and, and that's what I mean. I don't think this year they, they challenge. No, this year certainly they don't, no. next year, if they could get Kawhi Leonard, possibly Clay Thompson, then they come in to calculate. How long has he got left? He'll want to play with his son. His son's eligible for the draft. I mean as LeBron, years. not as sort of old guy. <laughs> I mean as the best player in Two the world. Years. Right. So that means this year, next year. So you're betting on that, that it's got to be the second year and that's it. Or well, or he's going to flum one as a as a, as a a bit player, yeah. as, a, as a role player. Well, he's player. going to be around for four years, so you'd have to think that for four years. And we've never either. seen anyone like that. I think Tiger, Tiger's got a, another one up his sleeve. 325 for me, Tiger. So this one's a little bit left field, but I've done some calculations. So the leading point scorer all uh, time is Hazamel Masri. Yeah, a little bit left centre, you mean? A little bit. All right. He's just got to pick me up on all the... So Hazamel Masri at 24-18. He's the leading point scorer in our game. Cam yeah. Smith's going to overtake him. Yeah. He's on 2,344. He's going to play another season, Cam Wait, Smith. Geez, hang on. What's Hazamel? 24-18. So Cam's only 70 away. Yes. He's probably going to... He might get that... This year. Imagine – actually, it could happen in a grand final, which would be sort of wasted. You don't want to wait mm. – you want that in a club game. But anyway, so, yes, he so, could have that by this year if, it, if if he went nuts. My tip, and this guy scores, regardless of where his side's finished, over 150 points a year is Jared Croker to be the leading point scorer of all time. Yes. Now, he's only 700 behind. He's 28. So if he plays for another seven years and averages 150 points, he gets close. Will he make 3,000 points? No. But you're declaring him to be the all-time? He'll be the all-time point scorer by the time he's finished because he'll play for another six years. Are you certain he's going to be the all-time point scorer? Let me throw this at you. 
What if Canberra decided to move him on? What they if won't. Super League? I know he's a he's a legend down there and he's the captain, but this is the NRL, Jamie. Things change quickly. Well, and that's you, why and you, you end up playing have... with Nathan Cleary or something like that, or another kicker. Well, that. Oh, that's a guy. I didn't even think of that. That's your third option. So, yeah, leading point scorer. I'm sure you can come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Long to see if he makes 3,000. Well, we'll do the both. uh, We'll do the both. Can I say how uh, air travel has improved? Um, Firstly, you can get Wi-Fi now on a Virgin flight between Sydney and LA. So that was good. But flying from – oh, geez, it's a blank now. I think from Vegas to New York, we got a a 6 a.m. flight. So we did the all-nighter, and the plan was to sleep for the six hours so it could be fresh for New York. Problem was it was the final round of the British Open, and it was on the plane. Wow. Yeah. Live to – and it was a sensational – I was on bloody Tommy Fleetwood who uh, and Justin Rose. Justin Rose, you put the score in, so I thought, I really want to sleep, but he's got this – he's at six under, I better watch this. And Tiger uh, hitting the front, but um, – Live TV on American planes is the best because especially college football on a Saturday, everyone is just glued – because they've either all gone to college there and the team that's playing. It's on six or seven different channels. It's the best. Yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, anything else we need to cover, gents? No, we said we... 10 up. Uh, oh, we got our all up. Yes, 100 to 1. So what I've done, boys, I've gone Latrell anytime, $1.72, okay. into the Roosters by seven, exactly seven. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. $141. I think they're going to need a field goal. I think it's going to be a bit of a Okay. I've bit gone... Of a a couple of try scorers, double for Jermaine Asako at nine dollars, a double for Jesse Ramian at eight fifty, who'll be probably maybe the buyer of the year next year for Newcastle, and Asan Masters, who just seems to find a try a single. That gives me two twenty boys. Two hundred and twenty. Two hundred and twenty to one. Wow. Um Dugan, if he comes back this week, he apparently goes on the wing. You fine with that? Yes. So Ramian and Latelli to great idea. Yeah. Uh, Ramey and Latelli to retain their spots. Ramey's not going anywhere uh, for the rest of the season. And uh, Katoa probably over has overtaken – well, he has overtaken Fecky, hasn't he? Oh, well, Lee's not even in the team this week. Right. So Dugan off the wing. Mm. Great uh, great idea. Backfield, so strong. Um, I think Val Holmes' form over the last month and Origin's shown that, that, that they'll keep him at full Is he back. the most informed player in the competition? No. I had Cam Smith. I tweeted out. I had Cam Smith, I think, second. Cam Smith and Kalen Ponga were definitely the top three. And someone said Cam Smith. But I, I look at the game differently. I don't watch. I'm not watching the highlights. I'm watching who controls the game. Who's the Melbourne halfback right now? Is it Jerome Hughes or is Jerome it Cameron Hughes. Smith? Uh, Cameron oh. Smith. Mm. I see. Uh, now, granted, I've been away. But when I watched last week, he's playing a hell of a lot of first receiver. Yeah. What they do? Sorry, it's Cam Smith, Tedesco, then Ponga. What they do, boys, just quickly, is Jerome Hughes is locked in from pretty much the twenty to the sideline on the right hand side. Munster's twenty to the left hand side. In the middle is Slater and Smith. So they very rarely will go out the back to Smith as the Slater unless it's in that twenty zone. In the middle of the two twenties, it's Slater Smith. Distributing, getting the ball to Munster. He runs the ball. Then they zing it back across. It's beautiful game planning from Craig Bellamy. They've got two halfbacks and it's Slater and Smith. Hmm. All right. Uh, My one for prosperity is Broncos 1 to 12 at $3. North Queensland at the line $1.90. Melbourne 1 to 12, $3. Newcastle head to head $2.05. And Penrith 1 to 12 at $3.10. And that gets us to 108. 
Uh, I think that's just about it, gents. Um, I, t- I, t- I tell you what I did <laughs> yeah, want to... Sorry, go on. <laughs> you know how you've had five like things there? What are the, what are the odds that you're out Friday night? Oh, piss off, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know, you put those six leggers <laughs> yeah. on and you think, yeah, yeah, no, all I've got to do is get to Sunday no, and right. I'm home. You're and then right. Friday night, you have right. a skewy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100% <laughs> right. Um, I wanted to get to the uh, premiership odds here because I wanted to get your take, not on who's going to win the comp, but on who is good value. And there's a team this week I would suggest uh, they mightn't win the comp, but Penrith at $11. I, would, wouldn't this be around the time now that you'd – if you're going to launch on Penrith, if you think Penrith um, uh, are the team, get on now, wouldn't you, at 11 bucks? But you don't think they're the team, Jamie, so that's – No, a, I don't. Yeah, it's probably a wrong conversation. Storm, $3.50. Sharks. What are the Sharks? We'll get to them. They're $13, the Sharks. That's my – Okay, see, that's what I mean. So that's your stock market. That's buy now. Roosters three seventy five, South six dollars. I would suggest Joel. If you think South are going to win this week, no, I don't. No, no, no. no. I'm saying in, in general yeah. sense, you've got to. It, this is the last time they'll be six dollars to win the premiership if they win this week. So there you go, stock market. Yep. If you think the, and I dare say, even if the, if it's a, a bell ringer and it's a humdinger goes right down to the wire, you mightn't get six dollars for much longer. Dragons nine, Penrith eleven, Brisbane thirteen, uh, Cronulla thirteen, Warriors thirty four. There you go. Sharkies are the team as a bolter. Sorry, I'm with you. Totally with you. Just stand by for a sec, boys. I think I've got this mega bet that's come through, which. I think we might like. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to tweet uh, Shauno's tips later on when we get them in. Melbourne for top four. Melbourne $1.05. South $1.14. Dragons $1.28. They have got a soft draw. Roosters one twenty five, which means there's value for anyone you think can come in from the outside. Cronulla three twenty five. Penrith $5.50. Brisbane $6.50. That's a bit meaty. That's a bit mm. juicy. They're only two points outside the eight. Four and against is poor, though. And Warriors, $18. The boys are pricing this up as we speak, but uh, there will be a mega bet on the South Melbourne game for either Cameron Smith or Cook to score in that game Mm. or one of them to win the Clive Churchill. So you're getting a bit of a a chance to win it in that game if one scores, and if they don't, you've got them going for the Clive Churchill. So keep an eye out for that. Price is yet to be determined, but they'll... Beyond sight by the time so you've got to score in one of them has to score in this game. If one scores, you're paid, and if they don't score, you've got them both going for the Clive Churchill. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Double chance. Double chance. All right. Mm. You did come up with some interesting be, ideas. What will that be about four or five bucks? I wouldn't put a price on that yet because the yeah. traders have to do that. And they don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to go under. We've um, yeah, we've buggered them up before with uh, this sort of conversation. All right. All right. Responsibly. <laughs> what would you What would you see? No, in fact, I won't even ask. Oh, we got to go. Right, Huru, gentlemen, back there. Lovely to be back. Gamble responsibly. <laughs>